Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. The Secret to Success Law of Attraction podcast is a lot different from the secret to success. Now, the energy is the same. I guess the message is the same. But this is what I call esoteric or what is called esoteric. This is the real side of me. I had to learn business. I had to learn how to adjust to this system and this society. But I never had to learn how to be God. I never had to learn how to remind you that you are. So in this podcast, uh, my favorite, my most transparent and where the light flows for me the most, that's what you have here. It doesn't matter if you rate it or like it or anything, because who is here is who is here. But I pray that you find the light in you, the gift in you, the power in you, and the love in you, and 
remember, you don't have to grow up. You simply must be who you came here to be. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better. You can dominate. This is what you call Thursday. We just made that up, but we'll call it Thursday. And this is the esoteric day. We're talking about be what you were made to be. Now, before, well, actually, in the start of this, we've got some stuff to talk about. Okay, Diana, you want to say something? No? All right. We've got some stuff to talk about. And as always, your participation would be appreciated, but I won't even have to ask for it because I'm about to say a lot of stuff that you're going to put it out there anyway. What if I told you that you were never supposed to grow or grow up or mature? What if I told you that? Like, like, just think about that for a second. What if I told you that you're spending all your time trying to mature? When, when you were born, you were the most mature you'll ever be. Mm, I'm just planting seeds right now. I'm just, I'm just setting it up. I'm just setting up. Pam Norris is like, "Ooh, all right, come on, give it to me. It's early. I got you. I got you. I understand. I understand. Right? Check me out. You." are God. And until I knock that out of you, Law, you understand? Shaker, when you were born, you were the closest to source you've ever been. Closest. When you were born, when you were born, Shaker, you were the closest to source you've ever been because nobody messed that up. And adults raised you and knocked the God right out of you. Come on, let me talk to somebody in this place. Yes. Remember when you was kids, you just start, you know, hey, can I have this? You was pointing to something that cost $10 million. And your mama said, we can't afford that. You didn't know that. Because as a kid, you just understood abundance. As a kid, you understood I ask, I want, I ask, give. That's, that's, that's it. You had no limitations on what you asked. And slowly... You stop asking for $10 million, then you stop asking for $20, and all of a sudden you said, hey, when we can afford it, can we? And that makes no sense. Help me, somebody. <laughs> you started hammering right from the day, from, from the moment you started. <laughs> Man, I told you, I'm coming out swinging. I'm coming That's out a swinging. pneumatic hammer at work. <laughs> yes uh yes sir that's something powered by the spirit or air or that's you know pneumatic it's a greek word that's that that's all one word pneuma is that word it can either mean air or spirit or spiritualized version of that <laughs> yeah now what if i told you law monica what if i told you that you never, ever, ever have to go out and chase stuff. I'm coming back to it. I'm just planting seeds. What if I told you that y'all y'all keep trying to grow? If I could just rise in awareness, but when you were born, you were the wokest you've ever was. It was adults that knocked the God out of you. Yep, that's 
the way it works. It was adults that knocked the God right out of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead, Phil. Well, I've said this many times that the holiest I've ever felt in my life was at the birth of my five children. Mm. When that entity takes its first breath, there's something going on there that I've never experienced at any other time in my life. That that gave me chills, actually. Think about that, y'all. Think about think about bringing something into this world that is life, and then that breathes life. First off, that's the only time that's ever gonna happen. That you know, at at that moment, right? That's that you, you get one first breath, and you get to witness one first breath. But over time. What is abundance law? We stop appreciating. You know why? Because things that are are true abundance, you don't need to earn. They're your birthright. I ain't even got to my first point yet. I'm just planting all the seeds. The things that you need are the things that are not of abundance. The things that you take for granted is everything of abundance. I'll say that for a third time now. All the stuff y'all out here chasing, that's all lack. That's why you chasing it. That's, that's exactly why. <laughs> it is, you don't need that job. I'm coming back to that. When I come, I'm going to tell you what, when I come back to that, it's when I'm going to hit you in the head gently, and I'm going to tell you God doesn't need anything. But I ain't got there yet. It's like eight points in. I'm just planting the seeds. I'm just planting the seeds. Just planting the seeds. Essentially, all the stuff that Brimo, Monica, this is our esoteric time. This is this is what they, they asked me to do this. All the stuff y'all out here chasing, that ain't abundance. You don't have to chase abundance. You don't have to chase abundance. Abundance needs not to be chased. When Phil just gave that example, that breath of air, his five children did not have to apply for an air credit to breathe. They didn't even need social security numbers. They didn't have to be white or brown, didn't have to be American. They didn't even have to be born in the 20th century. They just had to be. What's the title? Be what? What did I say? Be what you were made to be. All they had to do was be. And in the beingness of them, all abundance folded on them. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm done planting my seeds. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a nice, I'm going to encapsulate it with one idea so we can all walk together. If you just be what you're supposed to be, abundance will fold on you, law. Wow, man. Well, I'll raise my hand on that one. Come on now. 
I think what some people might struggle with is how do I know what I'm supposed to be? Of course, right? It's logical, ain't it, Law? Like, I hear you. It feel good. I feel it in my spirit. But uh, <laughs> that's what comes next. Go ahead, Deanna. <laughs> okay, so kind of to combine what you're talking about and what Law just said, I feel like we know what we were supposed to be as kids and it's whatever we could imagine. But because God is knocked out of us, we limit what we're supposed to be or because we're taught different models by those who were taught, we believe that I can only be this now. Like the God, I'm no longer God. So I can only be what my parents tell me I can be or I can only be what society tells me I can be. But as children, our imaginations are so wild. Like for me, not only could I create mud pies that were actual pies, not only could I go and stand in the rain or the ground was lava or create the 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 sheet tents, the the the, the forts. But I was also a veterinarian with 10 acres of land, with a barn, with animals. But as I grew older, I couldn't be those things. I was also the singer. I was also the actress. You know, but as I got older, I couldn't be those things. I could only go to school <clears throat> to do certain things. I could only be what I was told I could be. I couldn't be the singer because I didn't have the talent. I couldn't be the actress because... I wasn't in the right place or I didn't look the right way. I couldn't, the lava floors were no longer real because that's child stuff. So as kids, we know exactly who we're supposed to be. But as we grow up, adults beat the God out of us, literally, physically, literally, or psychologically, or rhetorically. What? But God is literally taken out of us as we grow up. So we forget who we're supposed to be or no longer believe that we can't be that person. I've got a, couple, a lot of things to say. First off, thank you for sharing. You got a lot of right stuff in there. Nothing's wrong. What I need to do and allow me this this word need here is you're moving at a hundred percent. I just need to turn your shoulders just a little bit so you can actually catch the ball. You get it? Like I I threw the route. You're there. I just need to. And let me tell you something. If you move in at 100%, life will turn you where you're supposed to go. You don't need to understand. You just need to move. Deanna's moving. Congratulations. Good job. Before I tell you everything that you need to hear, I'm going to tell you everything in a story. True story. Buddhist temple many years ago, was getting ready to be ransacked. The Vikings had come and pillaged all the nations. And these Tibetan monks, I believe, or monks period, they were monks, had a golden statue of Buddha. And every morning they would pray to it 
and every night they would pray to it. Solid gold. They knew that the Vikings would pillage it, take it, and steal it. It was not the gold that they were worried about. It was the worship that it stood for they were worried about. So one of the monks had an idea. Let's get mud, clay, and no matter what happens, let's cover the golden statue with all this mud, all this clay. So when the Vikings came, they ransacked the temple. They did absolutely that. They captured everything, killed people. They did exactly what raping and pillaging is. And they left this stone, ugly Buddha temple, place of thing worship up because it was ugly because by that time it had been covered. All those monks died. Those Vikings would eventually leave. Someone else would rule the land. Then the tradition would be passed down. That land would still remain holy through generations. And about four generations later, a little kid was throwing rocks and hit that Buddhist worship. And it tipped and underneath that ugly stone had been petrified, there was gold. Went, told all the monks, they came out, come to find out that ugly place of worship was the most beautiful, precious, unlimited price, limitless, priceless statue of gold. And Diana. It is not that adults knock the God out of you. It's what I said because I'm talking to a bunch of people. It's that they put a lot of mud on your source. So you've always been gold. Reverend! <laughs> the gold never goes away. You don't, you don't knock gold out anywhere. You don't knock God out. What happens is they cover you with I can't afford that. You're black. You're a woman. This is your country. This is our culture. In this house, we do this. In this, we do that. If you're going to live in my house, you live by my mud or rules, but you get what I'm saying. You do that. Treat your sister. Law, you the oldest. Diana, you the oldest. You know what I'm talking about. Shaker, go to college. Phil, do this. Pam, you're a woman. Don't be so aggressive. They put all that stuff on you. And then when you try to find you, all you see is mud. And the only way to be what you were made to be is to start stripping away everything Everybody has ever, is anybody else getting chills? Is that just me? Everything that anybody else has ever put on you, all that mud. Because for generations, it's been there. Because somebody gave it to your parents, and somebody gave it to your aunts. And now they done put all that dirt on you. This is the reason, Deanna, 
that when you were a kid, you were a veterinarian with a barn. And then they told you you live in the city as if you can't relocate. They told you you got to go to school. School's going to be too long because they didn't have a degree. If you want to be upset with your life, live it by the thoughts other people have for you. The only true way to be happy and blessed is to live your own thoughts for you because here's the scary part. Nobody is going to stand in judgment at now or ever. And that is not outside of your sacred text. It is certainly outside of your religious dogma. So, Deanna, you just been covered with mud. But nobody, and I mean nobody, has the power to move God. Do you understand? Anybody want to say something right here before I give you my first point? Because I got chills fooling around with y'all. Anybody want to say nothing behind You're starting early. Yeah, you're starting early. <laughs> you're road rolling over there. You're road rolling, steam rolling. <laughs> now, for those you. of you who have something to say for that, good luck. But I'm just going to say this little pot right here tasting real good. Good. Right. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Be what you were made to be is what we're talking about. This is what I want all of you to understand. Let's just take this class, for example. This is, this is supposed to be marketing. And Law was like, man, just one day, he just be what he was supposed to be. Hey, can I get some? And me being what I was supposed to be, well, ain't no rules. God didn't say Thursday had to be marketing, Pam Norris. Yeah, like, you know, hey, let there be water, let there be earth, and let there be a Thursday. And on Thursday, let there be marketing. Like, come on. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Like, 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 what rule would I, I think, imagine if I followed rules, there would be no chill bumps or whatever it is in your experience, right? No, no revelation. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. I wouldn't be here. If you followed rules, I wouldn't be here. The sole reason why I reached out to you was because you did not follow rules. I've been following rules my entire life. Grace says she'll still, she would still be in school. The whole the whole reason why you have the following that you have is because you do not follow rules. We got to where we are today because of rules and we got tired of rules. The only rule is abundance. When I told y'all, oof, that made me feel good. That, that came up by accident, Phil. <laughs> that, that, that was no purpose at all. It just flowed out of me. <laughs> the only rule is abundance. The reason I told you that the stuff that y'all have in abundance you take for granted I was I was riding Phil's energy. His five children took a breath. They have never had to pray for a breath. And trust me, catch COVID-19. You will recognize that breath is important. Be on a deathbed. You, you will see that it will not be, oh my God, I wish my credit score was better. No, I wish I can breathe unassisted. You understand? Get a colostomy bag. 
I wish I could evacuate my urine, my bowels on my own. But all this is abundance. It is. The mere fact that you can take yourself to the restroom and you haven't been grateful for that all day tells you that the things that are of abundance, we take for granted. But the things that make us curse people out and stress out and sweat on our armpits for, they don't even exist. If I told, you do know no one was trying to get college degrees in antiquity. Until the church made up the guild for education, or actually the guild for theology, which became the associates, excuse me, the universities. We had no schools. Not like that. But now you're dying because you, right? the whole Indian culture, with respect, if you don't have a degree in technology, you know, you're, you're lower. They don't even exist. We made this degrees up. God does not have low self-esteem. And you are created in the image of. That's not religious talk. That was the best way that people of Hebrew descent, since I just quoted that, was able to describe the knowledge that they had. Which actually is the best way, but <laughs> that's another point. But think about it. What is source is you? Can I do this scientifically? Do you mind? I'll do it scientifically for you. Let's 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 take the Big Bang theory. It's pretty universal. I think all of us can agree that it exists. Is this fair? doesn't matter if you agree with it. It's just it's not emotionally charged or not that emotionally charged. So we can agree that the world happened through a Big Bang. It's okay. Let's just take that for example. So then you say, well, what was before the Big Bang? Hmm? Now you got some, some philosophical questions going on here. But let's not even do that. Let's just stick with there was everything in one place. It was dense. I know what dense means. You know, okay, good. It was dense. This. And one day, everything that was 100% round or dense and connected to itself exploded and went out. Rewind, press play. Everything that was sitting on top of itself, there's a scientific word for this called entanglement, not Jada's word. That's a different version of entanglement. Entanglement in science, quantum physics, is the behavior between two, let's just say, protons. And no matter how much you stretch them across the galaxy, whatever you do to one, through space-time continuum, it will happen to the other. Do you mind that somebody actually came down here? There was an alien law 
came down here and was dropping quantum physics all over the place. You know him as Jesus. Alien. Was Jesus of this world? Or did he come from out of this world? It's, okay, that's an alien. If you don't, if you don't mind me, just I'm trying to be as scientific and technical as possible here. Now, this alien says, "Whatever you do unto the least of these, my brothers, what you do also." Oh, that sounds like entanglement, doesn't it? Whatever you do to this proton, it happens to this proton, the great proton. Let's keep going. You can have faith like a mustard seed. And through the principle of multiplication, there it is again, it will grow into something great. Whatever you want, Shaker, ask, believe, and receive. Like, like, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. This ain't got nothing to do with me. What is important here is to understand that everything, if we take the Big Bang, even if you try law to disprove religion or spirituality with the Big Bang, it in itself is spiritual because everything was connected. You understand? And now it then spread out. That means that we're still all connected. Every quantum physicist, every astronomer would tell you we are all star stuff. It's why when I cut you open, we got the same organs. Unless you had your appendix removed. Then you got something different going on. You understand what I'm saying? So let me tell you what is my first point. And it builds from here. If you decide that you want, uh, who, who wants abundance, by the way? Just raise your hand, flick your camera, son. Let me, let me just make sure I got the right crowd. I want it, I want it. Good, good. Antonio, has this got anything to do with intelligent design? With absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You want to explain to them what you mean by that? Because absolutely, this absolutely, it is, well, let me, let me, you, let me let you go first. Yeah, so from what I understand, it, it basically, uh, it's a sort of a pseudo-scientific, uh, you know, a theory or, or sort of a, a perspective that is presented for the existence of God uh, by the proponents who believe in that. And it's this sort of an evidence-based scientific theory uh, about life's origins that, that you just explained. It's, it's, if something has to have, intelligent design means, it's exactly what he said, something had to put this together. It's, 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 while there's a bunch of randomness, this seems to be something kickstarting and sustaining this thing together, right? But you know, you can have the argument or not, just just what it means. Chanel, you had your hand up. Oh, or was it for the question I asked? Did you want to, if you want to say something, you can break in right now. If you want to say something, Chanel, I think she's raising her hand up for the abund of abundance. Right, Chanel, right? Is it, is it Chanel? Is that your sister-in-law? That is, okay, good. Is, is it Chanel? That's how you say it? Yes, correct. Outstanding. Outstanding. Your names, I can smell your name. It smells like perfume. Now, Chanel. That's what she was named after. All right, there you go. There. My mother's favorite perfume. <laughs> there you go. So everybody raise your hand. All of you want abundance. Yep, good, good. 
good. Thank you. If you want abundance, the first thing you have to do is know it's already yours. That ain't my first point. Here's the first point. Your life is not about you. I lost my whole crowd, Phil. I lost the whole... I did. <laughs> I was doing so well. <laughs> Come on, Deanna. <laughs> For someone who grew up spoiled, that is the hardest concept to receive in my spirit. <laughs> but if you spoil others, you will always be spoiled. Come on, Reverend. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because when I tell you this, the selfish selfless is, it's not a battle, but it's a constant having to remind myself selfless, 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 serve others, serve others, and you will get what you desire. It, but all my, like literally all of my life, I've been given everything that I've ever wanted. Even, even from a single, even from you know, the, the divorce of my parents, my mom still gave everything we wanted and needed. My dad still supplied everything I wanted and needed. Me and my brother literally grew up never wanting, like literally never wanting for anything. The whole. And now that I take care of you, I give you everything you want. You ain't got to ask for nothing. And I'm grown and I'm still. And so the, the 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 thing of this is what i want and i can't and this is what i want and not coming to me is like why am i not getting what i want like, <laughs> like this is so or the me 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 mindset no, don't get me wrong i i am fully aware of i you know shifting out of the self selfish to selfless because i do too much to be selfish it, but it, it's still it's still there like I want I want and then I find myself sometimes I find myself sometimes saying Deanna stop saying I want yep. and say and and focus on somebody stop focusing on your wants and focus on someone else's wants serve somebody else so you I'm got two, hold on you got two things going on there first off God doesn't want that's a lie that's a fallacy that is religious dogma. How can you own everything, be everything? Everything flows from you and you have a desire to want. Law, if you don't serve me, I am going to send you to hell or something. Right? Now, this is in no offense to all of your, whatever you think or your religions or whatever you believe. Like, keep believing because religion makes you a better person should you do it properly however if i'm a parent and i got my two boys who's bringing them up i don't want for stuff i don't need them to do nothing but i don't need my boys to go out there and get a job i don't need them to go play the game what i need them to do what they're gonna do what they're gonna do if i'm never gonna die right let's think about this for a second it, 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 if I'm not going to die, that, that sounds like source, right? Is this fair? Energy can never be created, never be destroyed. So if I want to live forever, then that means I don't need them to take care of me when I'm old, right? Right? 
And if they flow from me, it means that there's nothing that they can do for me, huh? So why do I need to tell them I want stuff from them? God does not want. God is. Thank you. Now, check me out. <clears throat> Your main problem is everything you said, you were just justifying all those other people mud on you. You were explaining their mud and you were explaining it in a way in which you wanted to keep it. You wouldn't let it go. I've done this. I want to keep it. I would not release it. They told me this. I shall not release it. I will not. I will not keep it on me. Mom, stay. You are literally having an intellectual. You literally delivered an intellectual treatise with a thesis and all for upholding their mud in your supreme destiny. Come on, I mean, you might, you know, you can let me hear you die on the sword. It's all good. She she keep turning in, Mike. I mean, she keep turning off. Because she does, she, she, she mad over there. I understand. I see it, I see it going on and all. I'm not mad. I just need you to stop. Just, just stop. It's too, it's still too early. <laughs> but no. Be what you were made to be. You understand? Yeah. It's one of my very favorite movies. Let me see if I can put it up. Antonio, while you're doing yes, sir. that. Thank you. The thousand words I sent you. Yes, sir. Number 14 is your life has nothing to do with you. Come on, sir. It is all about everyone whose life you touch and how you touch it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Can you forward those thousand words over? So true. Yes. Yeah, so true. Yes, and I'm, I'm going to bring it up since since he brought it up. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. Now I want you. I'm trying to see. There's some nudity in this. I want to make sure. I don't I understand what Phil is saying now, but that that was a hard concept for me. No, to that's. That's, I think it wasn't until I became disabled that I started to understand that. Well, if everybody made their lives about themselves, then how would anybody eat? If your mama gave birth to you and said, but shoot, take care of yourself now, shoot. You know what time it is. Do that. Feed yourself, law. Right? Like, think about that. Feed yourself. Well, that was actually my reality. <laughs> well, true. Mine, too. But somebody lifted us up. Something. Think about it. When you were born, you were put into a position to where you needed help from others. Then you get grown and say, I don't need you. I used to be the worst for it. Ask Diana. Right? I'm telling you. Go ahead, Diana. You either do the I don't need you or you start believing that you can't do it on your own. Yes. 
Yes. There is a, I'm going to pull up the text version of it. Let's see. If you, there's a scene in Cloud Atlas, one of my favorite movies, I guess you could tell the boundaries are convictions or conventions. That's what it is. I'm looking for the actual text because the movie, that part of the scene has some nudity in it. And I will spare you all the nudity. Anyway, you should know that this movie is so woke. It just basically says your life's not your own. It's not. But check this out. There's a reason why I started off at this point. Because anybody that lives abundance, real abundance, that's how they live. Think about it. Whoever you admire, whatever great teacher, whatever ascended master that you have learned from, whoever influences your morality, whatever that's been, they all dedicated their being to others. Think about the most stable person economically in your family. They're giving, aren't they? They're very giving. The more you give, the more you will receive. I don't know why we made that a metaphor. I'm not sure. I'm just not, I'm just not sure why we made that a cliche. I just, for the life of me, I don't understand it. Let's just go to farming. Hey, ground, give me bananas. No, I'm not giving you nothing. Why not? Because you ain't putting no bananas down here. It's that simple. You can't run up on the ground. I want some tomatoes, huh? No, first, law, give me some tomatoes. And then I'll make sure you never have to ask that question again. Somebody should hear what I'm saying. That's life. We don't even do religion right no more. And that's a blanket statement for the collective consciousness. I'm not talking about you or your religion. I'm just talking about a blanket statement for the collective. I was looking at an argument on, I, I, it was a very intriguing argument. Phil, I was so happy just watching this. It was, it was so, it was a, it was a gay lady, uh, young, she was lesbian, and she was defending Black Lives Matter, and uh, some religious leader shut her down, something fierce. I just watched, quoted scriptures. And I proceeded to sit back and watch the dialogue. And he posted some, you know, some propaganda, or whatever, whatever, you know, Black Lives Matter is a hate group is what, it, what was said. And she said, well, could you explain? And soon as he got to talking, it was all her dominance, because all she did was listen. Check this out. He proceeded to say whatever he said about whatever scriptures he said. And then she said, so you mean to tell me Black Lives Matters 
is helping people of all people, especially people of colors, feeding people, you know, all these things. Then she said, this is, that sounds like church to me. This, oh, this is a white gay woman, by the way, too, by the way. Okay. That sounds like church to me because the church that I see right now doing politics right now is doing the exact opposite of what you're calling a hate group and is starting to behave like a hate group. Okay? Now, don't take any sides in this. I just, I didn't say a word. I just sat back and watched this unfold. And it mesmerized me for me to recognize, wow, it took a young white lesbian woman defending what she's not even to point out we've lost our way. I was mesmerized by this. I was just shocked just to look. I watched it. I ain't say a word. I, I, it was like it was TV. I watched it. We have lost our way because there is nobody, and hear me well, there is nobody that is unworthy of love or abundance, whether you like that or not. It's got nothing to do with me. Don't say we're one race and then say, but not you, not you, not you, Shaker. Okay. <laughs> Which is what happened. It's exactly what happens. <laughs> it's exactly what happens. You know, oh my God, I love all people. I'm gay. Well, not you. Not you. You know better. No, it doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense at all. If you're going to have abundance, y'all, listen to me. The first thing you have to do is stop living for you. You know why? Because living for you has a vibrational frequency that is antithetical to abundance. It is the opposite. This is what living for you looks like. I need to get that job. Do you? Do you? Are you already so blessed that if you just call forth an experience you want, it shall be yours? Mm, mm, mm. I don't disagree with me too hard because your, your text say that. <laughs> so, your, your text say the same thing. Do you need to get your company off the ground? Or do you already possess everything you need and so if you just be what you're meant to be, this universe would give you the people that would get your company off the ground. The customers, the staff, the ATS, whatever that may be, you will get it. To say you need stuff is to admit you do not have. And to admit you do not have is the vibrational equivalency of lack. 
and God cannot be lack. I just said a mouthful. There can be no lack with God. I say all the time, I am not smart. As a matter of fact, if you believe in reincarnation, it just I just prove I'm dumber than you. I've lived so much that I've messed this up many a times. <laughs> it didn't ascend yet. So, <laughs> so now I have the illusion of being smart because I'm an older soul that repeated this joint a whole lot of times. That's all that is. <laughs> there's nothing There's nothing else. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing else, I'm telling you, if you believe in reincarnation. If you don't, then I'm just a guy that's tuned in, tapped in, turned on, as Abraham Hicks would say. Okay, as Abraham would say. That's it. There is no out there. There's only be what you were meant to be. By the end of this, I'm going to tell you my last thing. I'm going to give it to you now, so I'm going to build to it. The last thing I'm going to tell you is, well, let's two, two things go together. I'm going to say, can Shaker, can you believe that you are the highest thought that God has ever thought of? It's powerful, ain't it? By the end of this, I'm gonna tell you that law. I'm gonna tell. I'm, I'm at the end of this. I'm gonna say law. Now, this gonna, this gonna, this gonna hurt some folk. Now, all right. This gonna hurt some folk. Do you understand? Law in all your gayness. You are the highest thought God has ever thought ever. Everybody can't. Everybody can't hold that. Grace, everybody can't hold that. It's too much mud on you. To, you this got, we are ready now. <laughs> watch this here. So the second part of that is, but, but first of all, this is this is grass fundamentally what I'm saying. That God says, let me think of the greatest thing ever. Mm, Lanita. That's it right there. Mm, Brimo. Ooh, I can't get no better than that. And here's the second part. Because when you realize that, it's the only time you can extend that same courtesy to others. Keep giving myself chills. It's the only time you can do it. It is if, if we really held on to what I just said, we would end all world hunger. Politics would change overnight. There would be no more need for jails. We would go from a capitalistic society to a resource-based society. Every human being on planet Earth would automatically have all the resources they ever need. It would be in the center of town. You just go, you pick up what you need, and nobody would take more than what they needed because everybody has more than enough. There would be no desire to take more than what is needed because it would cease to exist to have that frequency. But we don't think like that. So we live like this.
But the few of us, like me, that think this crazy way, abundance folds on them without effort. Just like your grandmother, or whoever it is that you thought about when I said, who has abundance in your family. There was a guy who picked up some a meal, put it off camera, and said, oh, great source, I know I'm grateful for what you're about to do. I have no intentions on asking for anything. So let me sprinkle gratitude as Grace tried to stay up and come down with a buffet. That actually happened. Here's the deal. If you just be what you're supposed to be, Antonio, ATS will be all that you've ever dreamed because we will send you Pam Norris. We will send you Phil. We will send you Lanita, Sugar, Brimo. We'll send you Chanel. We'll send you Law and have Law invite Chanel. You ain't gotta do nothing. We will staff you appropriately. But I cannot send you Chanel because with all that mud on you, You'll push her away when she was your divine connection. Help me, somebody. Some of y'all, you got so much mud on you that when blessings show up, they look at you dirty and bypass you until you clean yourself. Yes, and God sent all of you to me. Thank you, God. Pam Norris has put that in chat. Yeah, I mean, think, let's, let's, let's just, let's question. How would I know, though, Antonio, what one needs to be? Or how would one know what one needs to be? You already know. I'm going to give you more meat on this. That question is fundamentally flawed because the, while you put it in second person, how does one know what one needs to be? The understood statement is because I can't figure it out, because they have not told me, because there is a stand. No, all that needs to go. You be whatever you decide. Clear all the mud right now and decide, Shaker. Now, let me bless y'all with more details because law opened up with that question. Shaker just asked it. Let me give you the final word on this. You will have to sit on it and stew on it for quite some time. Your only job is to carry the light. However you do that, God will be very happy with. That's it. For Pam, it's ice, buddy. For Phil, it's humor. For Antonio, it's making millionaires. Nobody cares. You share the light and whatever is in your gifts for such a time as this. You have no other responsibility. This life is about 
how you live towards others and the effect you have on them. There is nothing else. And every great teacher has told all of y'all this. How you live and how that living affects others. Look at the Ten Commandments. The first five say how you live. The second five say and how you affect others. Every great teacher, every ascended master, every Martin Luther King, everyone that has been hope in despair has all said, yes, we can, pun intended. How you live this life shaker and how it affects others. That's all you need to do. The rest will find its way. Y'all hear me? All right. Now I know some of y'all just ate, specifically Diana and Grace. Do some push-ups or something. Okay? That's what happened when you teach when you teach the class after lunch, law, that's what happened. All right, they've been working all day. Check me out. Don't miss this. You share the light. But it absolutely matters how you affect others. Because the only thing that you, if you want to, so it's karma. Karma is a word. Karma is real. Karma is just a vibration of what you're doing. It, it's the thing that's coming back to you. That's it. Listen to me. Don't ever forget what I'm about to say. The only thing that you really need to do is share the light. And if you say, am I sharing it correctly? Then the only answer there is, have you violated someone's free will? I'll repeat and I'll break down free will. The only thing you need to do is share the light. But then you say, well, Antonio, am I doing it right? And the answer is, have you violated someone's free will? It is the only thing you need to do is not violate somebody's free will. Now, you think that I'm going to tell you how to do something. Grace said, give an example. It doesn't just mean, should I do this? No. It means that if I have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Sugar, and I don't check my character, and I hurt her feelings, whatever she does next, and that vibrational frequency, if I have however long that lasts, I did that. I am responsible. For every action, so is she. Karma has two, two sides. That's yin and yang. But if I hurt her feelings, however long she's in that vibration, I am responsible karmically for all those actions. And then every piece of harvest that she's going to get that's going to come back bad to her, I got to pay for it too. Welcome to karma. And the only way to stop the wheel of karma from every sacred text to Urantia to Lavoie to them all, forgiveness stops the wheel of karma. It's the only way. I give you a better example. I hurt sugar. 
Now, if Sugar wants to stop the karma from me influencing her free will, she's going to have to forgive me to change her vibration. Now all that curse come on me. But she's done with her part of it. You understand? Let's take it. Let's say I forgive myself. I'm sorry for what I actually did to her. And I come and I apologize. She doesn't accept my apology. That's no longer my problem. I must forgive myself. Try to get her to forgive me. And then anything she does, I will pay for whatever I did because I've got to pay. Anytime you plant a seed, you get that harvest. But once that karma runs out, anything she holding against me, that's her problem. That ain't mine. Once I reap what I sow, I am no longer responsible for your opinion of me. Man, hold up. Shaker, in this order, just be. Be a light bearer. Don't try to be anything else. Because all of it's fake anyway. We made it all up. You ain't got no job. You got something somebody made up. No, no smarter than you. They just made it up. We made up money. We made up your job title. We made up your haircut style. We made all of it up. It's all fake. Just be. And now that you be, now you got a responsibility. Because see, y'all, it ain't enough for you to be woke and be evil. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I can't stand when I see conscious mean people. I think that's insane. That is not conscious. <laughs> no. <laughs> And it's intellect hiding itself as awareness. Listen to me. If I violate your free will, if I do not keep my promise with Phil and Susan, I will pay for that. It would have been better for me not to say nothing. That's actually in the Bible. <laughs> it is better for you not to make a vow than to make one and not keep it. I've got no choice. And the way you do it, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. No matter what happens, you get that done. Period. Because at the end of the day, you got to share that light. Yes. Lots of I have a lot of vows. The, thing is, the good thing is I only got like eight left. I'm good. <laughs> as soon as this software done, I'm going to cruise. I'm telling you, I'm wearing flip-flops like law somewhere on the beach, sand in my toes. I ain't doing nothing. You understand? I'm going, I'm going to Maui. I'm going to Maui. I'm, I'm going to focus on Pam Norris. Right? <laughs> Hold on Pam Norris. And, <laughs> get this money she needs to get that billion dollar business off the ground. You understand? Seriously, honestly, if you just be, I'm talking to everybody now. Shaker got the message. He, he, he's almost in tears according to my vibration. Listen to me. How you violate others' free will 
will determine how many times you got to repeat these lessons down here. That's why you never see me respond back to negativity. You haven't. Think I want all of y'all to think about. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. However long you follow me, you ain't never seen me mad. Never seen me upset. Now, I'll cut some off real quick. But trust me, mad. I don't do that no more. I start punching stuff. You understand? Break stuff. Start getting broken, Pam. Like I am not a quiet mad person. You understand? That's that's Grace. Grace and Dad get quiet mad. I get violent mad. You understand? I'm, it makes sense. I'm a warrior. What I look like being passively angry. I don't do anything passive. We ain't having no passive conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. I put my socks on aggressively. Get on my feet. Right? Yeah. Do nothing passively. You understand? But it makes sense. Because I am in tune with man. Monica talked to Brimo, invited Brimo to a call, and I better make sure they're both comfortable and equally satisfied in their own vibration while telling the truth. So even if they disagree, they get to disagree with me in harmony. But what I cannot do is violate their free will because now I forfeit one of my dreams. That's what I was telling Law a couple of years ago. It's just a moon. I'll let him explain that to you. It's just a moon. This is what it is. And love on it. It's all good. Here's what's next now. Now that you know that your life has nothing to do with you, it's about everybody you touch, as Phil said, thousand words. It's about everybody that's an individual. It has never been about you then God has given you everything that you need. We just don't use it. We don't use it. We're not lacking nothing. We just don't use it. Did you know, right now, it's 15 people on this private call. Do you know between us 15, there is enough resources here for every single person to fulfill their dreams within six months to a year. Like, take me out of it. Find any group of people on one accord. There is enough resources in that group. Get a church of three members. There's enough resources in that three-member church to get everything that that entity needs to have all their dreams fulfilled within six months to a year. But we don't use it. Because we say stupid stuff like, well, they're not going to pass me up. 
I hate group projects. Y'all do know that supremacy is one big group project. They came together as a group and did that. Through trial and error. <laughs> Over generations. I'm just telling you. And now you don't want to do a group project to get out. That makes no sense. Beating COVID-19 is a group project. America's like, yeah, well, we don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I've got my own desk. This is, this is why we're in our trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's not political. It's spiritual. I didn't say religious. Leave that out of here. I'm saying to understand that I have a responsibility to my brother or my sister. That shouldn't be politicized. Again, and y'all will keep hearing me say this, and I've been writing it. 40,000 children die a day from starvation, and all of us on this call are guilty because we have let the powers that be let us think that it's normal, and we have not asked them to change, and we ain't did nothing to change it. Guilty. As long as you let injustice happen and you go to sleep and don't think about it, but you know 40,000 children a day are dying from starvation. It's what it's, you're going to hear me say it a lot. I hate that bothers me. That burns my chives. I already adopted two kids in India back in 2008. One in Africa. I need to do more. I ain't did enough. That's just three. Who is that? 39,997 left, Grace? We could sacrifice one tank per nation and end world hunger. That was real talk. That's, 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 that's for real. One tank per nation in world hunger. In homelessness, too, while you're at it. <laughs> That's why you need to be, be president. <laughs> Bring all those ideas to fruition. Man, it's, it's, it ain't that hard, actually. It ain't that hard. Now, Deanna, and all of us, since you believe that your life is about you, and I'm saying you, second person plural, y'all, since y'all believe your life is about y'all, you somehow think you got to gather things unto your life to feel complete. Think about that for a second. Since you made your life about you, the only way to feel complete is to add things to you. That's a sickness, actually, but we're going we're gonna to be gentle here. Think about it for a second. But it is, it is, it is, it is it's a sickness. Especially in the West, this is, this is definitely a Western problem. This is more a Western problem than an Eastern problem. And shakers in the East. 
think he's the only one on the call right now. In the West, we think happiness comes from without. If I wear these clothes, I'm happy. We got sand for it. You dress the way you feel, and clothes make the man, and you know, car get the girl. We 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 got this stuff. We think if we get the two hundred thousand dollar house, or in New York, that ain't nothing but a one studio apartment. So if we get the one million dollar house, which is a two hundred thousand dollar house in Texas, <laughs> then we're happy. No, happiness is here. So when you live your life for you, the only way that you can understand happiness is to add things to you. If I could tell all of you humbly that abundance is not what you have, it's what you are. If I can get you to understand that if you become abundance, all those things you want will come to you. I'm not even I'm I'm not even trying to be like, you know, the secret is real and and all that stuff. No, I'm, you're going to do some work, but you're going to get staffed with the right people that's willing to work for you. I'm being very practical here. I'm not saying believe it and they will come. I'm saying something far stronger than that. It's already here. Now get your butt up. Move so that God can give you the right people to make that happen for you. Basically. But when you out there chasing stuff, it doesn't work. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody just text me. Let's see if this can go a part of the class. I have no idea who this is. Oh, no. I don't know who that is. Hey, Antonio. I'm look, I am on the lookout for a pain point to solve with artificial intelligence. It would be so helpful of you if you could point me in some direction. That's an abundant text message. No problem. I'll make sure I handle that. Okay. Hey, I'm looking. You have a higher level of consciousness than me. Could you steer me towards the right direction? Because I'm moving forward. That's abundance. Yeah, let's keep going. Do one more, and then we're going to get some dialogue going on. Let's repeat everything we talked about. I said, Brimo, hey, hey, hey. You know you need to just chill out, right? Be you. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Now, Deanna, this ain't got nothing to do with you, okay? You're right. You're right. Grace, this is about everybody you touch. Shaker and how you make them feel, okay? All right, you're right. You're right. Law, God gave you everything you need. Ah, you're right, man. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Chanel? Since you think life is about you, you out here chasing stuff. That's why you act like that. I don't know. I'm just saying. So now we get to this point. The reason why y'all in those situations is because you're supposed to be. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That went against the grain. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Get ready, Grace, to write this point now. It's going to be poetical, too. All right? The reason why, not yet, I'll tell you when. The reason why you are in your situation, it's not because you created it. 
You're supposed to be. You ready, Grace? Write this down. Because God can only do ministry in mess. Help me, somebody. And you, God. <laughs> so you need some mess so you can show the people looking at you how to rise above it. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm sounds, talking. It sounds like Dr. Sugar needs to say something. I <laughs> Come on, then, Sugar. <laughs> the Lord to use grace to call upon you. <laughs> you try to unmute the mic. You wrote that down for me, Grace. Well, one thing that we want to know and understand, he operates and can take that mess and make it a message. So all of your trials and tribulations becomes your testimony. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as you're cleaning up and as you're moving forward and as you're getting all of these nuggets, you have to apply it at the proper place but it, in your life, but at least take it and do that something with it. Store it where you're going to need it because all this that Antonio is giving us and sharing, it will need to be used. Watch yourself. Probably sooner than what we're wanting it to be. Mm, 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 that that mm. breakthrough is right around the corner. Mm. That dream come through is right around that corner. What you've been praying for, it's right around that corner because we have everything that we need. We just need to start using it. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Good job, Grace. Call it upon the spirit over there. <laughs> That's what she just did. <laughs> Seriously. Yo. Without the darkness, how do I know you the light? You're not that much of a light in light. I mean, hey, we'll get a flashlight. It's daytime. Eh, just point at the sun. It don't mean nothing. You're wasting batteries. <laughs> you're wasting batteries. Some of y'all walking around here praying, God, God, let me waste my batteries. Let me let me change the world in a changed world. Huh? No. <laughs> no. No. I had to be in a trash can. I had no choice. Ask Phil. I literally said, hey, when you send me down there, go ahead and run me this life right here. Yeah, <laughs> I want this one right here, just like this here. Because what I'm getting ready to do that is off camera, and I mean in the future, or what we would call the future, can only come from somebody who was in a trash can. Come on, come on, Deanna. I almost caught myself. I, I, I went all the way back. Almost. Go ahead. I think that's the part that... Okay, so in reading Conversations with God and then everything that you've been teaching, even things that you've said to me like a couple, a year, about a year and a half, two years ago, about us being individual experiences of God, like we are him he literally decided i want this experience so i'm going down as this that's the part that i'm still like we ch we literally chose our misery and that's the part that i'm still like 
it's like I understand it, but I'm like, but why? <laughs> like, why would I? Why would you choose to grow because up? You, because you labeled it as misery. You heard him. I knew I didn't have to answer. So it should be a breakthrough. How are you asking that question? Law, you. What, what I'm understanding from what Deanna is saying is that, okay, if we're all supposed to experience this experience, right? Did he then already experience this experience okay. or is he That's experiencing it through us experience? I would much, yes, 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 yes. Because you are, I keep saying him, so you are him, him is you. There's more. Feels a thousand percent right. I came infinite percent right. Okay. And you are the breakthrough. Y'all keep looking for something that you are. <laughs> Come on, Law. <laughs> Let me hear from you. Okay, I think that makes more more sense now because it's so funny, right? Because I've always said to God, God, please give me a story, give me a story. And I think I probably said it a couple of times. Please, God, give me a story, give me a story to tell. Going through, growing up in fourth grade, going through all these things wasn't enough of a story for me. So he said, well, you know what? Here's disability. Here's that. Here, you want to add on to that? And that's when I said, God, um, that's enough story. I'm okay. I the story's looking pretty good, God. Story's looking pretty good. If the book's getting too low, okay? <laughs> Wait, we got directors and everything. Just wait, God. Just, just wait. I don't need nothing else. Okay, give me, give me, give me some vegan stuff now. <laughs> so now I'm just eternally grateful. Thank you for breathing. Thank you for the train. <laughs> I need no more stories. I'm okay. I understand. I completely understand. He got all the hell in his head. You, you could be. You could have one of them going on. You, you, you could. You know. You, you, you could. And you could have like five teeth over here missing. You understand? Bunch of razor bumps down here. It, it could be worse. <laughs> it, it could be worse. It could be worse. You are your breakthrough. You are your rescue, as Lisa Nichols would say. But let me tell you why. I don't mean this philosophically. I mean this from a, a creation standpoint. If you're made in the image of God, or if, if there is just one thing, that big bang, that dense thing, God isn't work. You've never prayed to God. Do you mind if you fix my situation? And it's not, that's a lot of God. Fix it for me. God, fix it. And God went, all right, Lord, let me pray too. That makes sense to you? Is that the God you serve? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you pray that God pray? <laughs> God, fix it. Okay, Deanna. Hold on real quick. Let me make sure it's in my will. Let me make sure it's okay. Let me pray first. No. You are God. God is breakthrough. God is never breakdown. Only breakthrough. That is so funny. All right, Lord, come on now. Let me let me pray now. Let me pray. <laughs> Yeah, let me pray that, man. Let me. All right, hold on, Lock. This is you got me on this one. I don't know how to fix. I don't know how to move you. To, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to relocate you. I don't know how to. I don't know how to fix your credit. Wait. Let me ask. 
the president or something, right? How to do this here, God. Come on. We never really think out what we talking about. Somebody just, I'm going to gently give you one of the things that is a hold up for some of y'all. But somebody sent me a private message. I believe I just figured out my issue. LOL. I keep trying to figure out why instead of just experiencing. That is the only issue you have. Knowledge plus experience equals being. Let me let me bless y'all. I really have no idea how I know this stuff, especially this right here, but I'll give it to you anyway. Knowledge plus experience equals being. Here's the formula. Now, what private messenger <laughs> just said was, hey, I think I figured it out. I keep trying to figure out why for 36 years, for 49 years. Now, where is why on this scale? Is why a being? No, because you need to Grace, break this down for us mathematically. Can you break this down? This is called a quote. This is which one is the quotient? Come on, come on, go, go and give us the syntax of this. One plus one equals two. Right. Well, the sum is being, and then the two add-ins is knowledge and experience. So essentially, you can't even get to the sum if you remove one of these, or if you only do one of these. Correct. So when private messenger said, I keep trying to figure out why. Uh, am I making this make sense to somebody? Let me see all my overthinkers. Come on, raise your hands up, flick your cameras. Come on, overthinkers. Come on over, there you go. All my overthinkers. Now, hold on, let me put on my big camera real quick. Now let me get all my procrastinators. Come on, don't lie to me. Come on, all my, all my procrastinators. Overthinkers and procrastinators, you live in the same place. Knowledge. Knowledge. You procrastinate for a few reasons, doesn't matter. You say things like, you know what, until I figure it out, I'm not moving, right? Or something like that. Overthinkers, I don't I've got knowledge gaps. I can't move. Sugar, you want you, do you want to shout, sugar? I'm gonna make you shout. Who how many of you relate to the Christian faith? I feel the, I feel the soul make you shout. How many of you relate to? Okay, a couple of you. Okay, there you go. So when you, when you find yourself in just knowledge, it's because you never got out of knowledge and start experiencing. I'm gonna make this make sense to y'all. Let's, let's let's just make this heaven. Okay, we're gonna make knowledge heaven. What's heaven? Let's just heaven's real and heaven is the great absolute of things is this fair absolute there cannot be anything else it is a vacuum of only what is all-knowing is this fair can we let me make sure let me look at everybody can we say for at least illustrative purposes if you in heaven it is all-knowing, all-everything. It is a complete void 
of sin is what sugar would say. Yes? So it is a vacuum of just goodness. Is this fair? Therefore, we can make heaven absolute. And knowledge would exist in this absoluteness within it. The problem with heaven is you can't experience. Phil already got it. Phil reads these books. Okay, this is, I'm in your ranch here, right? I'm reading it right now, actually. Okay, think about this for a second. If it's all knowing, how can I experience? If I know everything, how can I bump my head so I can learn something? I can feel some scales falling right now. If I'm in heaven, and I can't experience anything but the vacuum of what is all good, then I can't live. I can't. That's one part of living. But apparently, there's three parts of living. One is this heavenness right here, this knowledge, this absolute. But then I got to get out my procrastination. I got to get out my head, Chanel. And then I got to say, let me try it. And this is where y'all go wrong. See, in this experience of things, you only act one or two ways. Some of y'all only, oh, you just all experience. You don't even use your head. You're sleeping with everybody, right? You, you've been denied. You got, you know, molested. Now you're taking your power back in a, in a, in a bad way. And I'm saying this, I'm someone who's been molested, so I'm, <clears throat> you know, I'm speaking my own truth. And you just all experience. Or you gangster, all experience, or whatever it is, you just all experience and no knowledge. You just you just keep on cussing people out, and you ain't learnt knowledge to get along with people in harmony. Or you know so much, you don't want to look stupid. Come on, who am I? Don't want to look stupid, people. Don't fool me. Grace, your head ought to be up there first. I've been saying only two people don't want to look stupid. <laughs> he was looking stupid right now, so he's saying I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, so we got a few more hands go up. How many of you like to be publicly embarrassed? Like to be proven wrong in front of people? Like somebody to yell at you, correct you in front of your, your, your subordinates? Mm-hmm. All that comes under experience. Pam Morris is like, no, no, we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> All that My comes under experience. Is like, I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> Got nope from Brimo. Hell no from Monica. <laughs> Think about this. All that's in experience. And if you are one of those people that are knowledge, I can guarantee you the COVID 19 crisis has put you, if you one of these people that always had it easy or always lived in your head, you having a hell of a time right here. COVID-19 forced you to be an experience because there's no knowledge getting you out of this. You're not getting out of an economic disruption with knowledge. 
You're getting out of it with massive action. And you can never do action without experience. Come on, Brimo. That's why the hustlers are getting it. Say it again. I said that's why the hustlers and business person are getting it in. Oh man, that's that's they've been getting it in. That's what that's that's how it works. Brimo, do you want to say something? Unmute your mic. No, I'm good. Sorry, my unmuted. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. No worries. <laughs> said, no, I'm I'm eating. I'm you got me fooled. I'm eating. I ain't mad at you. Think about this, y'all. Listen. Knowledge plus experience. So private messaging, when you said, ah, I think I just figured out, I'm always wondering why, because you don't never do. You only know why stuff won't work. Or you only think stuff won't work. Now, let me clean this up and let me make you Christian folks shout. Knowledge is the father, experience is the son, so you all could be beings with them. Help me, somebody. <laughs> Knowledge is the father, all knowing, in heaven, absolute. Experience, come down here and get crucified. <laughs> I'll die for your sins. So you can come back up and be a being, both here on earth and in heaven. Knowledge plus experience equals being. How do I know that? I honestly have no idea. I don't know, but I know it's facts. Knowledge plus experience equals being. Go ahead, Law. No, go ahead. Now, which cycle of being did you figure that part out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really, really, I, I don't know. I've never read it in a book. I've never heard it anywhere. I'm not. So, so something I've never, there was this, I'll Google them real quick. Shake, I'm going to need, I'm going to need help from you pronouncing this guy's name. Yes, sir. Uh, Famous Indian mathematician that died. Srinivasan. You already knew who I was talking about. All right, Srinivasan. Uh, Ram, Ramanujan. Ramanujan. All right. So okay, so how, how, of course, well, it's stupid for me to ask an Indian. How did you know I was who I was talking about? But go ahead and tell us. Whatever you know, go ahead and tell the wife. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, so he is a person who was uh, uh, known to solve a lot of mathematical equations that were unsolved for quite some time. And he was quite, yeah, quite, quite young and he died quite young as well. He was the only person who uh, would look at numbers differently. And uh, the professor who sponsored him to come over uh, from India to uh, uh, London, uh, he asked him to, you know, solve the equations in a stepwise manner. But Srinivasan Ramanujan never solved it in a in a manner that the world would want to see it. Uh, but he, nevertheless, the professor 
was quite convinced but he said you have to prove it to the world that you did it this way otherwise the world will never recognize it as your work and then he said how can i prove it you have to put it down in steps he said i cannot put it down in steps because i dream of it and the mother goddess from the village that i am the deity comes to my dreams and tells it to me she talks to me about these equations to me these mathematical equations have no meaning if they carry the if they do not carry the message of the divine mother goddess and to that point the professor uh, in disbelief said no i don't think that is true because uh, i don't believe whatever you're saying but after srinivasan ramanujan died the professor made a trip all the way to the little village where he belonged from and he noticed that on the floor right in front of the deity mother goddess srinivasan had written all those equations on the floor the little cobbled floor with chalk and that is the moment where he his eyes was full of tears and well you have there's a movie which says uh, talks about it the man who knew uh-huh. infinity aha uh-huh. mhm the man who knew infinity now i'm going to show you something else keep watching i'm about to tell you something ancient aliens let's see I think it was season 4 maybe whatever date i think it was this one i think it's this one 2010 i think it's this one let me see sreeni vibes internet ancient aliens sreeni you see him in here somewhere Oh no, this is the staff. That's the cast. Who are they talking about? Anywho, somewhere about 2010, I'm watching Ancient Aliens or Discovery Channel. I can't remember which one or History Channel. Something. I started rapidly ascending in 2008, like uncontrollably, like crazy uncontrollably. I've never said this out loud before ever because people are weird. I'm normal. <laughs> people are weird. <laughs> I never said that I like ever because you know you, you can't say this to people. 2008, man. I'm, I'm it's like it's unraveling so crazy that I'm doing math I'm not supposed to be able to do and I'm I'm doing all, all sorts of stuff. Like just all sorts of stuff that's just ridiculous. And in one day I'm watching a history channel. I've never heard of this man. They do this thing. <clears throat> and was it the history channel it was Stephen Hawkins Stephen Hawkins they were talking about the theory of everything and all this stuff and they were talking about how two things can exist at the same time right stay with me two two things can exist at the same time and the same place i mean excuse me one thing can exist in two different places at the same time there's a word for it called superposition i didn't know it then and they were talking about a coffee cup in a coffee cup you have molecules with the heat and they just go all over the place and you don't even know what's happening and Stephen Hawking was trying to figure it out and he had a theory and all of a sudden i knew why and from that moment forth i had this hunger for reading quantum physics books if i just i have a whole 30 something hard book part paper books of quantum physics i have i have stuff that makes no sense 
of what's going on here, like none whatsoever. And then they start talking about this Srinivasa guy. And if I tell you I lost myself, and all of a sudden, by the time I was done, I knew half the stuff I wasn't supposed to know. I can't explain it. I ain't never said this out loud before. I ain't lying. Never once said it. Uh, you can, I'm crazy. Just call me crazy. It's all good. Just don't believe me. That that works too. That actually works out better for me because you ain't going to talk about it. I ain't got to bring it back up. I have no idea how I know half the stuff I know. I just know that I know. That's all I can tell you. Half the stuff I know, I don't know. But I do know this. It can be felt. And see, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that. <clears throat> I wasn't aware that what I know up here, I was pushing off. I just I, I wasn't aware of it. It was it was like I'm not sure if y'all familiar with X Men. And like Cyclops, he's got this powerful, but he can't look because he's blow your head off. He just looks at you. It's just, it's just uncontrollable. You got to learn how to control that power. Whatever it is about me, I push off this energy, and it's strong, whatever it is. And I had to learn how to control it. And in 2005, I started. 2008, I unlocked everything and just... And then it's been a crazy ride ever since. I've read Richard Feynman's famous lecture on quantum physics. Anyway, just know that there's some stuff out here, y'all. This is why I'm so Eastern, Shaker. This is why. Because I'm like, man, there's got to be something. What is that? What is that? And then the only truth I can find was in Vedic math. When I went looking for the truth, when I went looking for the truth that would stop my brain from being on fire, because once it unlocked, it was, I have no idea. I found peace and solemn in Vedic math. I'm, I'm, there's no way that could even sound like I just made it up. Because that would be the weirdest lie ever. If you don't know what that is, Shaker, tell them what it is. <laughs> this, this doesn't make sense that I would say this, because it just doesn't make sense. What's uh, Vedic math? It's, it's, it's been around. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so it's an ancient uh, method of... Uh understanding the relationship between numbers, calculating numbers very in a very different way, uh, a very simplistic uh, way of uh, you know, multiplying, uh, dividing, square rooting, cube rooting, and all sorts of integrating, you know, dy by dx, all, all the stuff. So it's got a very unique way of doing things. I have hardly understood only the mathematical aspects of the, the multiplication aspects of it, but there's more to it. And it apparently makes it very easy for anybody to understand Vedic math. Very interesting way of teaching children. It's, I teach my kids. That's how they know math. I teach my boys that. That's the only math they know. That's the only math they know. Okay, my kids are in the ninth grade and the eighth grade, and they're 11 and 8. They didn't even do school last year. They did YouTube last year. I've been homeschooling school for a while. 
I'm at my kids for a while. Now, last parts. <clears throat> so now I need you to see you through the lens of me. In order for you to, in order for me to properly put a bow on this, what I need all of you to do now is to see you through the lens of me. If you feel a way about me, respect that feeling. Doesn't matter what it is. It's supposed to happen. And you need it right now <clears throat> from what I'm about to say. The next thing I'm about to say tells you where you are geographically in abundance. <clears throat> so I want you to monitor how you feel. Forget what you think. I ain't asked you what you think. I what you think is programming. Because when I when you leave, are you high? Are you exhausted? I don't know. That's what up that's up to you. Like you, you get it? I remember Diana used to tell me she was drunk. She was and no, it was Grace, Grace and Diana, whatever it was. How you feel is what I'm focused on because feeling is the original language law. Not 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 words. Feeling is vibration. Okay? Want you to monitor that. Because my next oh go ahead, Phil. Feelings, that's the thermometer of your soul. Amen to that. So I want you to monitor your soul and what your soul says about me. That's a better way to say that. Now, okay, because my next statement says this here. I live my life as if it has nothing to do with me. I don't demand anything. I no longer request things for me. So however you felt about me before that statement tells you your geographical location of abundance or within abundance. Because it is 100% evidence. I don't do nothing for me no more. That's I'm way past that, years past that. So if you have an adverse feeling about me, you're allergic to positivity and abundance. If you have a harmony, a harmonious one, then I'm no different than you. And here's the cool part. If you got an adverse feeling of me, I'm still no different than you because I hated abundance for a long time. Let me tell you, <laughs> you just me a few years ago. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Question. Yes, sir. Why is that? <clears throat> Why is that so common for many, though? There's answers here. I want to ask you how you meant that, but I'm going to answer all of it. Cool. What is common should be separated for what is normal. We typically do, yeah, what is common should be separated from what is normal. We typically do what is common and it is typically not normal for gods. I need you to get that before I finish answering this question. 
it is common for the light bill to disconnect or the light company to disconnect your electricity for non-payment but it is not average it is not normal because most people pay their payments the, before you wrap up i have a comment about 32 i want you to break it down <clears throat> so i wrap up real quick because that's going to take a while your Most people, Law, have forgotten that they are God. I mean, not Law, Chris. And guess what? They're taking the fastest road to remembrance. And you don't get to stand in judgment of that now or ever. Can I, can I add something to that? Oh, yeah. Now this probably opposed. Well, you probably already know the answer to this, because I, and I have a feeling someone on the call probably feels the same way too. Is when as soon as you say that you are God, someone else, based on whatever beliefs or how they view it, is going to say like that's impossible. How am I God? Or they may view it as that may be arrogant or too cocky. You understand where I'm coming from? Because they don't want to put themselves in that kind of a high position based on their own upcomings. Mm -hmm. Either way, observe and don't get involved. Let me tell you something. Anybody who hates me, let's just let's just let's make it emotional so everybody can get it. Let's let's make let's make all y'all racist. All your you're now racist. Congratulations. <clears throat> now I'm saying that because none of you are racist, so I could put something on you because it doesn't, you know, like thoughts plus emotions equal creation. Since you have no emotion about being racist, you can't create that, okay? If you don't like me, that's got nothing to do with me. What you're doing is you're taking the fastest road possible, which is through racism to finally come to the realization that you and I are the same. Your road is just different than mine, longer than mine. But we are the same. You just took for you the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way to come back to source. And for you, that was racism. Chris, back to you. For those people, what you call common, that's their divine path. And you don't ever get to stand in judgment of that, now or ever. Nor me, nor anyone. And that is a hard pill to swallow. To look out and because a lot of people like to go quick on judgment because it's something they don't understand. That's what yeah. I feel like happens a lot. No doubt. I respect that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Let me tell you this as we wrap up. And I'm going to get lost question. Anybody that's messing up in your life, 
they're not messing up. They're taking the fastest road for them to get to their greatness. You just don't approve of their road. And when you understand that they are also the highest thought that God has ever had, you respect that. Nah, I can't just let you go. <laughs> I know, I know. Because um, that right there, I feel like happens so much because we see people all the time. We're always like, why did they do that? Like, that's completely wrong. But it goes back to what you're saying. Like, yep. we have no right to judge. They may be no. in a very tough situation where they have to do what they need to do. And then later on, they will get their breakthrough and then everything's good. So, I mean, yep. that's a really deep uh thing that make you really think about a lot of this stuff. And so I'll just end right there then. You you you, you confirmation right there. Y'all listen. People are taking the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way to their greatness. It's time for you to stop judging what their greatness looks like. That includes self destruction. That includes self destruction. Yep, and I know it sucks. I know it does. Go ahead, Phil, and then Law. Now, you can observe and give your opinion. Oh, yeah. But don't judge. That's right. The Indians said, walk a moon in their moccasins. A moon is 28 days. Wow. Wow. I never processed it that way, Phil. That is right. I would have thought walk a night. <laughs> Get with me for 28 days and then judge me. Go ahead, Grace. Now, okay, so Phil says you can observe and give your opinion. How do you, <laughs> I'm trying to see how you judge without, you know, how do you give your opinion without judging? Because I'm thinking, you know, if, like, for, for instance, I don't approve of Law's lifestyle. I'm observing it. And then I tell them, you know what, well, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't approve of your lifestyle. That's my opinion. But I'm judging. You, you're muted. The problem there is we hijacked the word opinion. And this is not the way Phil was used it. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's <laughs> opinion. You know what opinion means for us. Ain't nobody asking for your opinion. <laughs> what about an expression? Maybe just a different terminology i don't know i'm just brainstorming throwing things out nah 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 it's good it's good let's use any word we want all of them work but they all mean this one thing they all mean that when i tell you something it is not my job to violate your free will you understand so we hijack the word opinion that's not the way phil was using it I can say, Grace, you're killing yourself. Hey, Grace, you're killing yourself. Here's how you probably don't want to kill yourself. And what I do is I plant a seed. This is what Phil was talking about. I influence you to change only. But you have to decide if you're going to do that. What I cannot do is violate your free will. Now, I am of the company and constructive criticism is a bunch of malarkey. There is no such thing. Phil said walk a moon 
in their moccasins. You spend nine years with somebody before you constructively criticize them. Anything else is you masquerading, hurting their feelings with your Does, opinion. I feel like this um, makes it deeper. Does this also kind of go in the same direction, the vibrations? Everything's vibration, so yes. But with the way you asking that question is, you got to be careful what you put out there, man. Because the only buildings that fall in an earthquake are the buildings that vibrate at the vibrational frequency of that earthquake. Every other building stands. So if you keep falling, you got a lot of earthquakes around you. And you vibrate at their frequency. Did I get that or was that too poetical? Was that, was that too metaphorical? The only buildings that fall are the buildings that match the vibrational, like, you know, the, oh my God, we've, oh, we had a 7.8 megahertz earthquake, right? Yeah, I've heard that. All right, all those buildings at that time that were vibrating at that frequency fail because they are now in harmony with one another. And there's only one thing you can do, exist together, fall. And I'm telling you, if you keep falling in your real life, you are out of the earthquake and you just keep looking for other people to fall with or you keep vibrating at the people who are the earthquake in your life. Or I guess on simple terms, be different. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Be you, be different. Law? Oh, wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let me say one more thing. My job is to plant a seed in you, Grace, when you self-destructed. But I don't get to determine when that harvest come out that's when it becomes opinion the way you used it. It ain't my job not to like somebody's lifestyle. Right? I, I know you don't. You in law, ain't nobody talking about you personally. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. They don't like your lifestyle. You are the highest expression that the highest thought God ever thought was you. How am I going to not like that? That's why I started off with that. Okay. Go ahead, Law. He, he, Law's for the actual reincarnation question, by the way. And just just, just totally mess y'all heads up. Go ahead, sir. You, you got to unmute your mic. There you go. Trying to find my definition. Okay. So as we know, we're all in a cycle of 32. So I came across a rather... Wait, 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 wait. We don't know that. No, no. we know that. We know I'm that. I'm no. sorry. Yes, 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 yes. You yes. asked a question last time, Law. I had to ask Antonio. I was like, what is he talking about? Cycle I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so Law is talking about reincarnation. So you're about to have a reincarnation for the last few minutes uh, question. Reincarnation is in every sacred text, including your every sacred text. Every sacred text. There you go. I'm, I'm being nice here. But he's just asking from his He's acting, not even from his perspective, he's asking a question. And I already know what the question is, and he tried to ask it two weeks ago, and I tried to avoid it, but now I can't avoid it, all right? <laughs> so, so here we are, we're going to ask, but this is a reincarnation question. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I need to go. And in reincarnation, you typically got to burn off your karmic debt with people. So if you do something wrong to Chanel, but Chanel, Chanel, if you keep screwing over law, if law, you keep screwing over Chanel, and y'all die, you coming back. 
to fix that, you will recycle each other. You may not be brother and sister. You may be boyfriend and girlfriend. Consciousness recycles, not gender and not, you know, relationships. You could be mama and daddy. You could be mama and child or, you know, parent and child. But you will have to pay for that. Every action has an opposite and equal reaction, now and ever. So essentially, the basis here is you typically recycle 32 people, <laughs> roughly, through each life cycle because you have to deal with whatever you've done or there are also divine connections to help you deal with or get a sin past whatever you've done. So you have soulmates and karmic soulmates. How do I know this? I don't freaking know, but here it is. A karmic soulmate is whoever is in your life that it is so difficult to be with them, get along with them and all that stuff, and you just can't stop it. That could be your mama, that could be your parent, that could be anybody, right? Somebody you whip, and they are a drug that you just can't stop it. You keep telling yourself, I got to stop talking to her, him, and you can't stop it? That's a karmic soulmate. You are tied cosmically by the universe to relinquish whatever you've done to them. And it's time for you to start forgiveness because forgiveness stops the wheel of karma. If you want to stop having all these karmic relationships, it's time for you to start forgiving because you did not forgive them last life. So if you have siblings or parents or whatever, and you got friction, that's somebody you have not forgiven yet. A soulmate is the exact same thing, but it's easy to be with them. You understand? Harmonious. All right, they all caught up now. Law, go ahead. Okay, I had to run upstairs and charge this here computer. All right, so what I need is confirmation on the 32. So I was, I always feel that numbers mean something, and I went up looking up the meaning of 32. Now, angel number 32 is a message from your angels that can provide you with important clues about how you can create the life that you want. Your guardian angels are telling you that you have the power to manifest your desires as long as you are willing to cooperate and collaborate with the universe. Those are two important concepts behind it. Now, my question is, once you stop doing that, is that then when your life ends and you have to start another cycle? Stop doing that. I need to know that that is a demonstrative pronoun. What is it pointing to? Is it pointing backwards or forward? Is the that being in harmony with the universe or is it that as the people? Which one were you? What's, what's I that would point say to? being in harmony with the universe, the idea with of those two important parts that. you were talking about. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. All right, dear. No, no, you don't stop then because. Do you know how many times I have been not cooperating with the universe <laughs> and, and, and totally not doing what you just said was important and I was evil and I was totally not cooperating, but source me was screaming at me with all those pain, all those tears, stop, stop, stop. You get it? That's why that pain was always on the inside of me. That's why I can never hurt someone enough to feel better. You understand? Because my pain was God saying, no, this is not why you come here. Right? Now, for the last minute, 
there is a belief that says that everybody chooses their exit out of here. You choose your birth into here and you choose your exit out of here. You are done when whatever you have decided you are done. No, we don't know that consciously because that's the whole point of living on planet Earth being a being. It's because you need that experience. So in order to get to the experience, what I did not tell y'all, in order to get to knowledge, in order to get here to knowledge, you have to, in order to get to knowledge, you have to cross out both of these. In order to get to experience, oh, you have to cross out both of these. You only have one or the other until you combine them both is when you become a full being. In my world, we call that eighth density. Well, the actual full being right now, but we'll just fast forward this up. One day you will return all the way back. Well, you'll keep returning, but one like a full return, a, a solar return, whatever return. I don't know what it's called. Until then, you will keep experiencing. You will keep ascending whether you messed up or not. And here's where we end. And the universe, God, will love you so much that even in your ignorance, at the end of your life, you will be guided gently through comfort and empathy. And you will be talked to gently about the mistakes you've made so you can come back and repeat that process. Gently. Even in your ignorance, God will always talk to you gently. We ought to pick up the same habit. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't play better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. See you later. Appreciate you. Y'all have a great one. Hey, everybody. It's Antonio T. Smith Jr., and I'm excited to be with you. And I want to take this opportunity to tell you what you get, what this Pathbender is about. Can you really change your life? Can I change your life? Can you bend your path? And I want to talk about four things that help you understand how I've come up with Pathbender and how the idea of actually bending your path it's not only realistic, but it's realistic for you. The first thing I want to tell you is I can't teach you anything because you already know everything. There is something so different about you. Something about you is so fundamentally different that if I disassemble you and put you back together, you won't have life. You don't work like the cameras recording me or the lights around the studio. Something about you is different. So if you hear me say anything in these four things that I want to tell you, the first one being you already know everything. If it feels like you're remembering, if it feels good to your soul, if it feels well with your being, that is how you know it is true. And the first thing that I'm telling you, it is true that 
you know what I'm about to say. You've just forgotten. There are distortions over you and these truths that have escaped you are finding their ways back to you. And I am just your guide back to your compass. It's the first thing. So in truth, something about you understands you can bend your path. Maybe you haven't thought of it. Or maybe you've been thinking about it and now it is here. And it is my most gracious honor to be the person you're listening to and to be the soul that's intertwined with your destiny. The second thing I want to tell you is the principle Wu Wei. You find it in the Tao, Taoism. It is this idea of not forcing anything. My friends, life is not a life of manipulation. It's more of a life of meditation. Manifestation does not go hand in hand with manipulation. And if you are forcing your path, you're on the wrong path. If things are not coming to you in the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way possible, if your life seems as if you are swimming up a stream, going against the grain, flowing through cement, if you have money, but no well relationships, or you have well relationships, but no money, if you are spiritual, but broke, and if you are religious, but can't make ends meet, you are manipulating your current path and you're not bending it to your will. Pathbender is a concept I've come up with. I am a big fan of the Wachowskis. And my favorite movie by them is Cloud Atlas. My second favorite movie now is The Matrix, which was my first, but now. And at the end of The Matrix Part 1, Neo bends reality to himself after he believes. And that's, that's basically the premise of Pathbender. The truth is, that's not science fiction. The idea of bending your path has been here for millennia. Bruce Lee told you, be like water, my friend. This is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. All these things are important. So this idea of Wu Wei is about you not forcing. And Pathbender is you finding your own path and you're not forcing the events you want. You're not manipulating the events you want. You are creating the events you want. You are the greatest creator to ever live on this planet and no one can create better than you, not now or ever.
The third thing I want to tell you, and this may come as an offensive shock to some, but you are God. Uh, you are this life-giving force. And I want you to think about it. You're the only species on this planet that can create something out of nothing. For, the, for theologians, way back in antiquity, there's a Latin phrase called ex nihilo. It is a phrase that means out of nothing and how God created this world ex nihilo, out of nothing. And the only life force on this planet that can take nothing and then make a masterpiece is God. But you've been doing that since the day you've been born. Take a piece of paper that has nothing there and out of nothing, J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. Robert Greene wrote 48 Laws of Power. Out of nothing, the Steven Spielberg produced movies. Out of nothing, does Denzel create characters that we remember forever. This idea of out of nothing and you're the only one who can do that. Goldfish can't, lions cannot, just humans. You are God. You can find that in Christian texts in which in the book of Mark, the writer exclaims a question by the disciples as they turn towards Jesus and they ask what manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him now this isn't Christian only thing you don't have to be Christian Jew Muslim to get this the writer is explaining that even the people the ascended master Jesus was with on a daily basis had no idea who he was. He was not a man. He was God in man's flesh. And I say the same thing to you. You're not a man. You're not a woman. You perform miracles on a daily basis. What manner of man are you? that even blank pieces of paper respect your creative power. And the last thing I want to tell you is Pathbender is about becoming a force, a force to be reckoned with. Scientifically, there's a formula for force. You can look it up yourself. Force equals mass times acceleration. We, we must talk for a little bit. In order to become a force, you need mass multiplied by acceleration. In order for you to become a force, you need energy in one place over and over to become multiplied by the acceleration, the speeding up 
of something to become a force. Say it again. In order to become a force, Einstein says, all mass is energy in one place times the speed of light twice. You know that as E equals MC squared. Einstein scientifically understood and explained to us that mass is simply thought idea over and over and over a thought. What is the greatest form of energy? Thought energy. A thought over and over and over moving at the speed of light twice squared over and over in one place and once you keep putting energy in one place in one place in one place in one place the energy ceases to be something invisible and becomes a tangible piece of matter this is why it's hard to destroy something that exists energy can never be created and it can never be destroyed first law of thermodynamics because once you put energy in a place over and over and over and over again, it takes infinity to destroy what has been created. So in order to become a force, someone like me must teach you how to put your energy, harness your energy into one place over and over and over until it becomes something tangible. And in truth, you have been doing this your entire life. You just haven't been doing it deliberately for your benefit. But everything around you is your thought energy manifested into physical form. The second part of this equation, acceleration, is the idea that when you get this piece of matter you believe in it so much you see it so much it is so it is so tangible that it gains its own speed and then you put speed on top of that speed because everything in the world is in motion already in vibration so this idea of acceleration is this idea that the more you speed what you created up when you multiply that by what you created, you become a force. It's the basis of Pathbender. Mass times acceleration equals force. And many of you are attempting to become a force on this planet, but the problem is you haven't attracted someone like me yet to teach you how to deliberately create the mass you want in your life and how to deliberately accelerate that so you can be a force. Be like water, my friends. You can go to the event page and catch all of what's included. But I wanted to stand before you and tell you about the intent. I wanted you to feel my energy. I wanted you to see my face. Energy doesn't lie. If you believe like I believe, if there is something about you right now that I am awakening, we are at the same vibration, consider. I wanted you to catch my energy and I wanted you to know 
that your time is here. And you have the power to bend your reality. Join me. Become a pathbender. I've been looking for you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you.